It's the Legal Show, News Radio 570 WKBN. And uh, Ron Ferb, we welcome to our microphones. Uh, first of all, the skipper is here. Can I call you skipper now that you're You can call me skipper. Okay. I, I, there, you feel better. Can I call you Gilligan? You can call me, you call me anything you want. You've done it for... <laughs> 30 years. Thirty. I don't know if it's been 30 years. It has been, yeah. I don't think it's been 30 years. Yes, it has. No, I've been practicing law 32 years. So. Okay, Gilligan. Uh, so it was, I know we started it in... You were young back then. I was very young. I, I want to say... You were young. You had a, a glint in your eye. Yeah. It was right after I got married. So I've been married 28 long... Yeah, look what it's done to you. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Glorious years, yeah. So twenty-eight years. Oh, well, so it's almost thirty. Think about that. Twenty-seven years. It had just after I'd been, I had gotten married. So twenty, like twenty-eight years. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I said thirty. Is that not close? Can you imagine to... we've been doing this show that long? Yeah, and it's uh, and uh, and I've been through it all. I've watched you age before my very eyes. And what do you think? You've not aged. This isn't about me. This is about you. You, I have aged before your very eyes. Yes. I remember us at the yeah, old here's station. My, here's my favorite story, just before he tells him once. <laughs> Honest to God, I, uh, uh, this goes back, DeVecchio, probably two or three years. Maybe, maybe I'm going to say three years. I never knew, I never knew, folks, Dave dyed his hair. I had no clue of that whatsoever. Zero. Zero. And he came in to do the show one Thursday, and he stopped dyeing his hair. And I looked at him, and I said, God, you sure have aged in a week. I mean, do you remember that? Yeah, I was. I remember. I mean, it was like, whoa. Yeah, and he, and it's, he had to and, admit. Right, and you stopped dyeing your hair, right, Dave? Yes. I never knew you dyed it. How many years did you dye it? I never knew. About uh, five years. Really? And and now, and now, don't you feel better now that you're not doing that? Um. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I've just decided that... What's the point anymore, What's right? the point anymore? right. I am who I am. I'm I'm robust. Are you are you finally com- comfortable in your own skin? I'm fi- I'm finally comfortable in my own skin. That's right? a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. Although I should work out a little bit more just for my health. Right. So my trainer finally called me. Uh, who cares? And he's going to start working out with me again. I said, right. I don't I'm back he, to where I began, or or even worse. I don't think he ever liked you. Quite frankly, I think he tortured you, and he took pride in that. Don't yeah, let that did. happen. He did. He did. Right. So you're comfortable in your own skin. I've been comfortable in my own skin for that's many a be- years. That's a beautiful place to be, isn't it? It's a, it's it's liberating. Right. You know, I've noticed with age comes liberation and wisdom. Uh, and comfortableness. For some people. Comfortableness comes. <laughs> Did I tell you who I had dinner with the other night? I'm going to say uh, in the beer tent at the Italian Fest with the entire house band and Mark DeVecchio, lead no, singer. he wasn't there. Someone not as good as that, but almost. As good as DeVecchio? There is nobody. Okay, that. you're probably right. Who, who, who do you have dinner, dinner no, with? No, you're going to make fun of it. No, no I'm not. I, I'm serious. So, um, who do you have dinner with? Uh, you know, Michael Avenatti was in town. Who? Yeah, whatever. And I, I know he's he's picking on your God. Yeah. And um, and Jim Brown. That was an interesting conversation. The football player. Yeah. He's old. Oh, yeah. He's 82. Yeah, he's 82. Yeah. Was, was he able to eat and... Uh, yeah. What do you have? Cream corn and mashed potatoes and that kind no, of stuff at he that did age. Not have cream corn and mashed potatoes. He's the potatoes. goat, uh-huh. Jim Brown. He yeah. is. I yeah, it was the first time I really got to sit and talk to him. He could probably still take you, Ron. 
Anyone really? Jim Brown, a little, you little think three-year-old so? girl. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. he's eighty-two years old. I got moves that he probably <laughs> couldn't even see. His cataracts would take him right out of the picture and that kind of stuff. So you enjoyed yourself very much, so, Yeah, yeah. And uh, what do you think of this lawyer? You think he's a good lawyer? He, well, he has over a billion dollars in settlements and verdicts. But he's out of what New York? No, actually, he's from uh, Saint. He, Where's his practice Rose. from? New York? L.A. A big sell, so L.A. You'd have that if you were in L.A. Well, can too. I ask you something? No, if, if you were in L.A., don't you think you'd have that too? If you're right, in a market me, like me, that, let me. Can I finish now? But I'm asking you a serious question. If you were in L.A., you no, have I don't. That. I don't think so. I don't. I I don't know of many people in my life that for, have a 454 million dollar jury verdict. What was that for? So he represented a class of individuals, some of whom who caught the E. coli bacteria from faulty surgical gown manufacturers by one of the pharmaceutical companies. Okay, so he was lucky on a case. Um, actually, he that's half of his success. He has Is a, that one case? It's one case. He has right. a lot of cases. Yeah, right. $454 million is more than luck. Yeah, but that's one case. You know what <laughs> that's I mean? That's skill. You, you could have one of those tomorrow. You don't know. Um you could. Boy, that'd be nice. That'd be, Wouldn't nice. that be nice. And if you do, you damn well better have Brian Cop tried. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> you know so I mean? he's a really uh, unassuming guy. If you ever met him, he he grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, middle class home. His father worked for. He was the first person in his uh, family to go to college. His father worked at Anheuser Busch and uh, lost his job after thirty one years. Wow. Michael paid his own way through undergraduate school and graduate school. Mm-hmm. And law school, and went out to L.A. as a nobody. Wow. Got hired with a firm, and then went and staked his own thing. And the rest is history, as they say. Right? The rest is sort of history. Yeah, it's amazing. Right? Does uh, do you ever watch CNN, Mark? Yeah. Doesn't Beatrice have a little bit of Jeffrey Tubin in when you look at? Oh him? my God! You're not the first person that's told me that. Right? Would you not agree with a that? A little bit. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Right. I mean, so I, you know, I just, every time Beatrice is here, I kind of think that and that kind of stuff. Right. You look, uh, anything else you'd like to convey to our listeners before we take some calls? No, no. It was, uh, we had a good time. We had a great, very successful fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And it was good meeting a national figure like that. Why didn't you go down and see Mark Sunday night with the house band down at the Italian Fest? You know, I should have taken him down to the Italian Fest. He was in town on Sunday. A night. little touch of Youngstown. Right. Yeah. But we Sunday out, night, 8 yeah, o'clock, I beer, know, we the beer out, time. I, I realize that now. You could say there is in, the greatest in, family law lawyer on the planet. <laughs> I made a mistake not taking him down to the Italian Fest. I took him out. To, he was in Sunday night, took him out to dinner. Where'd he go? Uh, we went to Mike Wabarini's. All right. And then. Uh, Who picked up the tap? He won a case of almost half a. Um, billion dollars. Who picked up the damn dinner tab? I did because he came in on that, his. That is, you yes, he came in on his own tab. He spent his own money for his hotel room. Flew in he himself. Won a big case. Oh, that's he impressive. Picked up the tab. Oh, I wasn't going to make him do that. Really? No. I. You know what? I'm from the Mahoning Valley. We we have hospitality here. One thing we have is hospitality here, and how to treat people for sure. Really? That's, Not you, Ron, because, you know. Oh, because he's here. He won, what, what was that award? 400-something thousand? Well, no, and he won Trial Lawyer of the Year from. Right. So Slide the tab his way. Oh, you just want me to slide the tab his way. Right. Say, hey, what's his first name, Michael? Michael. I was going to have him on the air, but I didn't want him to eat you up. Or the he, other, or vice versa. Uh, Ron, Maybe he was intimidated. There's a lot by of me. things. I think he was intimidated because I said, sure, bring it on. Bring listen, it on. Listen, sister. 
I'm sure. <laughs> That's what I said. I I'm said, sure there's a lot of things yeah. that you wish you could do. Yeah. But that guy's really smart. Let me tell you something. I'd take him on. Oh, Single-handedly. Yeah. yeah he, he'd be eating your lunch. Okay. Your lunch would be in your lap. you go, what happened to my lunch? I, I was could, sitting here. I didn't see him call or show up. I was. I, you kept honestly, him away from me, didn't you? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't keep him away from you. I didn't want him to. I didn't want him to think that actually someone was on the air that much of a sycophant. <laughs> Bring him on. Bring him on. That's what I say. You, turn, you really. Uh, but it's all good. I've, I've watched a metamorphosis of you. What does that mean? As I start to hunch over as I get older? <laughs> I just Stop I, it with the big words, Beatrice. <laughs> metamorphosis with me. Cataclysmic changes in you. <laughs> well, am I growing a tail or something? A metamorphosis? What the? Let's take some calls. Just yes. do it. Justin, you're on with DeVecchio and Beatrice. This is a legal show. Hello there. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey, Justin. Good. All right, so I am living in an apartment with roommates, and uh, it would have been last summer. My roommate got a uh, DUI, and he finally got to court um, probably this past week, about around Monday, and he told us roommates that um, he's on probation and we are not allowed any alcohol whatsoever in the apartment. We, we all have separate rooms, and the doors are locked. Like We have our own keys for our own doors. And he's telling us that like, if I want to have uh, a 12-pack in my room, that I can't have that. Is that true? Or is no. that violating? No. The, the court can't issue orders that apply to you, Justin. You're not the defendant in the case. Now, it's not uncommon, right, David, for a judge to say you're not per, uh, permitted anywhere where alcohol is served. That wouldn't okay. be uncommon. And so you better not offer him a beer. Yeah, don't offer him a beer and, and you know, be sensitive to the situation. He's going through a tough right. time. But I would say in your room, in your time, it's it's your right. I want to picture this. You sitting in your room dilly, dilly. by yourself <laughs> in a darkened room, sitting there drinking a 12-pack. Hell, I'm depressed just thinking about it. I mean, was that, is your life that bad that you... That... No, no. That was just an example. Like, if if we were all home... And I want to, to have a beer. Am I allowed to have a beer with him being? The, the court has no jurisdiction over you. You weren't in front of the court. Right. The court has jurisdiction over him. Just don't like, give him a beer. Don't offer him one. Yeah, just like sip it and then go, mm. oh, man, you should taste this. <laughs> Does this beer. hit the spot on no. this hot day? Oh, my God, it's so good. Let me drink some more of it in front of you. And with friends like that, you don't need a Ron Verb. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I mean, uh, well, why? Uh, so you, you you basically don't want to try to make it easy on your buddy. You want to make sure there's alcohol around. Does he have a drinking problem, Justin? Uh, yes or no? That's a yes or no. Don't call me. It's either yes or no. Depends on the day. All right. So then, don't have booze. So around. he has a drinking. Problem. So why destroy him if you have it around? Maybe he can't fight the urge. So why don't you try to help him become a better person? And Justin, be yeah. careful. Don't you drink and drive, or you're going to be in the same situation. Right. And you should oh, be. You could... I don't. I don't drink and drive. Good. You ever see Ron on his lawnmower drinking and driving? Oh, I'm <laughs> weaving all oh, over the place. He got a big. Yeah. He got a big. You know. Cream. I'm all over. Red oh. beer there, and he's just sipping it with his glasses and his hat on. Oh, it's, it's life Trump. is good. It's Go a... Trump. Thank you for your call, Thanks, Justin. Justin. All right, thank you, guys. Good luck. So imagine that. He wants to drink in front of his friend, alcoholic friend. Yeah. You should yeah. support him in that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, you should say, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to push him over the edge. Right. right. That kind of stuff. All right, let's take some more calls. Uh, let's go next to, to Scott on his cell phone. Scott, you're on with Beatrice and DeVecchio. Hi, guys. Hi, Scott. 
fought a 2014 Ford Escape over uh, an alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, after 30 days, they called me to come back in. There was a problem with the paperwork. We had to redo the paperwork. Therefore, we had no deal. Car had developed a problem with the air conditioner and also found out that the motor was different than what the salesman had told me. When I took the car back in. I told them I didn't want the car. Uh, question is, can they keep my $1,000 deposit? Mm. All right, so why didn't you want the car? Different motor? Uh, I didn't it... want the car because the motor that was in it is known to have catastrophic failure, and it also developed problems with air conditioning. Won't they give you the 1000 back? They would not give me a thousand back because you put it down as a deposit to buy the car, correct? Correct. And they said since I had it for thirty days and put three thousand miles on it, they were keeping my deposit. Well, well there right. is. You did use a car for a month, right? I did. And you did put three thousand. Isn't that worth something? Yeah, I suppose so. And let me ask you this: Aren't you better off if you lose a thousand than keep that lemon you right. bought? I am, but I'm still wondering if legally they can keep my money or not. I'd well, like to have the court probably is going to give them something for the month you use the car. I didn't have a lease agreement. You bought it, yeah. You gave them a thousand dollars. I mean, it wasn't it. my fault they screwed up the paperwork. Well, but you're lucky. Well, well I am lucky. Yeah. You, you know, could take them to small claims court and sue them for the thousand. Okay. Give it a try and see if you can get any of it back. All right. I appreciate it. All, All right, right, Scott. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. I mean, you know, I mean, so it's, he stumbled on a thing of luck, right? Yes. Do we have another caller? Yes, we do. It? I'm just kind of taking you in for a minute. All you're, right. You're I, I love those socks in. you have on. You like those socks? Yeah. What do, can I describe those? They yeah. are blue and pink striped socks. Wonderful. You feel better now. I just think they're very I unique. had to be in federal court today. How'd it go? <laughs> it's just, you got to pick up your game when you're in federal court. Hang on, 10 seconds. Give me 10 seconds. I know we're going to come back. I love it when he's in federal court. I don't. <laughs> All right, News Radio 570. And federal court and where, Dave? Youngstown. Really? Benita Pearson, yeah. Yeah, how'd it go? She's, uh, she's, you better go in there prepared. And uh, how'd it go? We got the case continued because she had uh, moved at the last moment and one of the parties sort of messed up and didn't get there, but mm-hmm. she's tough. She's a tough judge. People should feel proud. They got a they got a good law and order judge and Judge Benita Pearson down there. Right. You uh, you go keep going back to federal court, but it's tough. Yeah, I keep going. To federal Have court. you noticed something that you told me? You about? know what? I haven't gotten butterflies in my stomach in probably twenty eight years since you met your wife. Yeah, probably then. But when I go into her court for whatever reason, I'm. I'm a little intimidated. I got to say it. Really? Yeah, she's tough. I mean, she expects you to be, you know, she asks you a question and she expects you to know the answer and you better not BS her. She just, oof. Well, good for you. All right, let's uh, go to Eric in Holland. You're on with attorney Beatrice and DeVecchio. Hi, I have a question. Um, my siblings and I own one twelfth interest in property. And I, I think you practice over in PA, but it's over in Armstrong County, PA. Yeah. And um, I would like to be bought out. Um, is, uh, do you know what the chances are? Can I force them? We have about point, uh, 8.3% of 105 acres over there. You want to sell your portion, just yours? Exactly, because I'm tired of paying taxes. I will never see. We're living, we live in Ohio. We have nothing to do with the property. And 
I just like to force the other owners. There's probably about 10 to 15 other people that own interest in this property. Have you offered it to any of the other owners? I did, but he started out saying it's worth seven thousand dollars, and then he went up to fourteen, and uh, he just he keeps downplaying the property like it's worth nothing. Well, what's it worth? Um, I have I'm having an appraiser now, but as from what I understand, property over there probably at a minimum it's worth about a thousand dollars an acre, so it's probably worth at a minimum about a hundred five thousand dollars. Your share of it, you mean? No, no, no. Just the no, the, the, the whole hundred and five okay. acres. One twelve. So you would be entitled to one twelfth of the hundred and five. Exactly. Be like eight, eight or nine thousand dollars. Be one. So he offered you fourteen, and you turned it down. Well, he offered fourteen. He said the property is worth fourteen thousand dollars. Oh, okay. And he was trying to, you know, start out. Well, we'll get one twelfth of fourteen thousand. Oh, I got you. And I wasn't that stupid, and he, that's how he just started out. Well, he, he owns about thirty. His side of the family owns about 70%, but he himself owns about 30% of the land. In order to have a sale, you need an offer and and an acceptance. It's always two parts, okay? So you're willing to make the offer. However, if no one accepts your offer, you don't have a sale. And I don't think you could force a sale if you don't have a a willing buyer. Why don't you you approach him and say, how much do you want for this caller? That's what I'd like to get about 8% of the interest I have of what the... Fair market right. value. Which, well, when, which is, you, when you know that and you say, hey, this is what I'm looking for, do you think you'll snag it? I don't know. I don't know. But I, well, I, call, I just, call me I, when the appraisal comes in and take okay. the appraisal and, and times it by 0. 0.08 or 0. 0.8. Yeah, it's uh, 8.3% of the 105 acres is what we own. Right. So take 0. 0.08 because you're going to move that percentage. Exactly, right. Went over two places to the left. You're impressed. I know that. I, I'm very impressed by that, actually. Right. right. Well, good luck to you. And then tell them that's what you want, and then don't settle for less, okay? Wait, what, what, did, uh, is there any way you could use what they call a partition lawsuit? Yeah, but that's going to run you a lot more than what it's worth. Oh, it will be. Oh, it will. Okay. Yeah. Um, when, when, uh, I, I was wondering, I'd like to have Attorney Moses handle that. Do you know what he might be in? I um, called. They said he's on vacation. He is. He's always on vacation. He's out to lunch. <laughs> right. He, he's uh, not on vacation. He's out to lunch. <laughs> well, what's the call the office and leave a message for Carl Moses? Yeah, Attorney Moses will definitely get back to you. He's very good at that. Okay. And make okay, sure I'll try you next set week to see if he's in. Right. Make sure you set aside a good half an hour. Yeah, Ron. I'll give you a share too, That's Ron. Just to. Get your name and your address. <laughs> Only season. I love Moses. Seriously, give, give Moses a call. I think I you. will. I will. Good All luck. Right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. That's a, see. He's got to know what the price is. You got to know what the value is. Right. right. But if you don't have someone willing to buy it, you can't force someone to buy it. Right. But maybe the guy wants it. Well, know? yeah. Advertise it. I mean, see, there's a there's a buyer for anything out there if you look hard enough. Yeah. Or my my buddy used to say, "There's an ass for every seat." <laughs> So, I mean, same thing, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jerry and Warren, you're on with DeVecchio and Beatrice, the legal show, courtesy of Beatrice, Cop, and Harshman. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was wanting to know what the statute of limitations is in Pennsylvania to file a lawsuit in a car accident. Two years. Two years? Yeah. When did the accident happen? Last year. So you're, oh, okay, you're within the statute, two years from the day no, of the accident. I'm, I'm worried about being fought against me. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, you caused the accident. Well, I got charged with it. What'd you do? Uh, I was getting off the freeway, and the car hit me. 
Well, how the car I? hit you. How were how you charged with it? Because the other person was from the area, and I wasn't, and I, they didn't give me a ticket then. Uh, about three months later, they sent me a ticket. Based on what? What did they say? What was your citation for? Failure to stop. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe you had to stop. Failure to stop after the accident. No, no. He didn't stop, yeah. and he caused oh, okay. the accident. Do you have insurance? I, I was in my wife's car, and her insurance wouldn't cover me. Why? Because I wasn't on the policy, and we lived in the same house. So you and do you you didn't have insurance? I had insurance, and mine wouldn't cover either. Why? Because they said the other one was supposed to cover it. Yeah. Well, someone's hey, supposed hey, to cover hey, it. Hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on. I want to get to the bottom of that. More calls straight ahead. Ron <laughs> Nothing better than telling Ron uh, Berber's story and, and to leave him hanging. Yeah. Oh, that was it, funny. You know, do you notice this before I take the next call? When, when he comes out of federal court, it's like, um, how would you describe him? He's very, like A that. Relief. Relieved, yeah. 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 It's just that I, I've watched I, You over, know, I'm a pretty tough guy, but federal judges, they're, they're like. Right. Yeah, but I can't believe you did wear those socks to federal court. I mean, she really, what like, were you thinking? I mean, she Beetle. just looked over at the prosecutor, and she go, and he started talking. She goes, I'm not talking to you. Sit down. I'm talking to Mr. Beecher. So I was like, ooh, he got yelled at. Okay. <laughs> like, I stood up, and she said something. I said, can I ask two questions? <laughs> What'd she say? No? Yes. And then I asked my two questions, and then we went on. She's, she's tough. tough. Right. Judge. Right, but you look like you're exhausted from that. I mean, because I, I got to it's the office, draining, right? I, yeah, I prepared for it last night. I was thinking about it all night. Didn't get a good night's sleep, and then I had to go into the office this morning again and prepare for it. And, and then your, got, your adrenaline kicks in. Your it? adrenaline kicks in, and my client's yelling at me. The judge is kind of yelling at me. The, and of course, before you got there, your wife was yelling at you. Uh, that's just normal. <laughs> so everybody was yelling at you, right? Let's All take, I know is tomorrow's Friday. Uh, and that's what's good. Let's take some more calls. Life is cool and it's Friday. Absolutely. Yes. TGIF. Let's go next to uh, uh, Chris in Newcastle. News Radio 570 WQN. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hey, I got one of those Welcome to Ohio uh, mail in speeding tickets. Who'd you get it from? Uh, Youngstown. Oh, okay. On a highway? Yeah, the camera tickets, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of people call me. They don't even pay them. They just say screw well, it. Well, listen, go ahead. I did some research because I happened to get one. Yes, and I went to the hearing, and and I argued that I researched the statute that says they have to post a sign that they are using camera cameras to record uh, speeding. They're posting exactly. Uh, there was no sign, so I made that argument. Also, in the picture. There was a car, maybe just about a car length in front of me, less than a car length in front of me, and there was a car less than a car length behind me. So I argued I was just traveling with the flow of traffic. If I was going any slower, I'd be impeding traffic. Correct. And I also said the, the cars were so close that how could you target mine? Did you win or a, lose? They said she's, the, the prosecutor said it's not a compelling argument, but we'll, we'll give you this one. So it was a compelling argument. It was a gimme. It was a gimme. It was basically so, so, a gimme. So, so, but the statute, the statute says they the have dog, to... Post- the dog is barking over that argument. Yeah. See, the yeah. dog loved that no, argument. The dog did not like yeah, that I argument. Got, 
Uh, yeah, now, hang on a second, because attorney, you want to you want to do something with that dog? The the attorney. Hey, uh, quiet! <laughs> Get out of here! Now, sir, don't talk to your wife like that. Uh, I needed to talk to. The, I needed to silence the dog. Uh, but uh, would you not say, Dave? Uh, Davis said the following. This was on last time he was on the show. You think Mark Dan's will win this case against Gerard, and you think the st- uh, the signs have to be posted on a freeway, correct, Dave? Yes. All right. So, so and you and you're saying caller. You know what? I've had people call in, caller, just so you know. You do what you want. They don't pay them. They 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 then get a thing notice that the they're gonna the fees gone up because they didn't pay it. Then they're gonna turn over to collection. Then collection calls and they never pay them. Right. And it never goes on their credit report. I'm told. But you you do your own thing. Well, here's the deal. Eventually, it's, to be, it's called the Expressway. Yeah. It's called the Madison Avenue Expressway at Fifth Avenue, Youngstown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Is where I was. It's three lanes wide, and they don't have any speed limit signs. I'm going to go down there and check. I think it's and 50 or 55 in there. That, You're supposed to know the speed limit not, on every road. It's an expressway, mm-hmm. and it's 50. Yeah, yeah, right. I told you, 50 or 55. How fast were you going? They said I was going. Let me look in the ticket here. 68. They said how fast were you going? They said I was going 68. 68 and a 50. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, well you, I thought it was an expressway. I thought it was seventy. Yeah, ignorance is no excuse. So you are guilty of it. Now you have to decide whether you're going to well, pay. Ignorance it. is an excuse when they don't put any. They don't put up any freaking signs. There are signs there. There are speed limit signs there. I can assure. Go back and take a look. You'll see them. What about the camera sign? There are camera signs there too. Yeah, there's. An, they also have an out that it doesn't have to be. If it's not feasible to put the sign close to where the camera is, then they could put it. In other locations. So what they're doing is they're taking them off the highways and putting them like right near the highway. But they're the- st- they were on the highway when he got it. He just didn't see them. Go back and drive. You'll see they're there. Okay. Seriously. Good luck. Now the question is, do you pay it or not pay it? And you know, some people just don't pay them. You be the judge, Chris. What about the what about the arguments that they're having now? If I pay it. And they argue that uh, they got to take the signs down. You're, you're, I'll never I'll never see my money again. Correct. I've had people tell me, and I've just like I said, I've had people tell me they they don't pay it. They they the fee goes up. They don't pay that. Collect, bill collectors call them. They say I'm not paying this, and nothing happens. Yeah, but it's on your credit report. No, it doesn't even show up on your credit report. The credit agency will. doesn't even mess with it. It, it eventually could. Okay, they could, but you know you you know so I mean it's not like a regular ticket. I'm a proponent of speeders. I hate speeders. Well, you're because one of I them. I drive the speed limit all the time. Well, you weren't that when day. I know, when I know it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I got people flying by me 90 mile an hour down through there. There was a guy once that was traveling through the city of Canfield, and the Canfield cops pulled him over for speeding, and he said, here's my license, I'm late going somewhere, and uh, send me the ticket. I think that was Beatrice years ago. Was it? <laughs> all right, <laughs> thanks. Fine. Yeah, see you later. Good remember, luck. Remember that, Dave? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> See how good my memory is? No, I don't. Yeah, that was years ago. I forget where he was going. You just gave him your driver's license and drove away? He was. He had to be somewhere. I don't know if he was going to court or whatever. He said, here you go. You know, I, I got to go. All right, News Radio 570 WKBN. How was he to get his license back? No, when you did that. I didn't do that. Yes, you did. I never gave my license to anyone. Don't, wasn't that years ago in Canfield when you got a ticket and you, where you, you were going somewhere and you said, yeah, 
I, I said to the police officer, I'm late for the airport. Was it the airport or court? Something was Whatever. going on. And I said, here's my card. Just send me my ticket and I'll pay it. Okay. I was trying to catch a plane. All right. So I got the story a little wrong. Right. <laughs> so sue me. Right. I got uh, the story wrong. All right. Tim in Liberty, you're on with Attorney Beatrice and DeVecchio. Uh, good afternoon, Ron, uh, Dave, and uh, Mr. DeVecchio. Hi, Tim. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, Dave, uh, I don't, you don't have to insert politics in this, but uh, I had heard uh, that uh, the president's uh, attorneys, his own personal attorneys, have told him uh, it's okay to be interviewed by Mueller's team. If I was representing the president, I would not let the president be interviewed by Mueller. And Rudy Giuliani isn't crazy about it either, so. Uh, one other question, too, uh, to go along with that. Uh, I'm just curious, over this Paul Manafort, uh, how much uh, How much is he paying in legal expenses? Now that you mentioned you were in federal court, uh, Dave, uh, oh. you know, what, could, uh, what, what could his uh, attorneys, and I'm sure they're the highest profile defense you could find, yeah. uh, what, uh, what would they be charging for something like this? It well, like probably, he's probably into his lawyers five to $10 million. Five to $10 million. Yeah. Dave once said, I'm going to quote Dave again. Dave once said, a lot of people when they go to federal court will take a plea even if they didn't do it because it no. can just bankrupt you. No, you can't. No federal judge will let you take a plea unless you did it. Yeah, but don't people plead guilty to something just because they're they're no. financially going to be ruined? No. Really? The judge won't let you. Is that pretty much standard practice, Dave, that if you're involved in federal district courts, your legal expenses are automatically going to go up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and don't people... Because you've got to be... you got to have... Oh, it's just... Don't people the cut difference a deal? Between, yeah, most times. The difference between federal court and other courts, it's just so drastic. They don't allow Alfred pleas in federal court? No. Oh, okay. I learned something. Nope. Wow. Like Dave, he once said, you got the full force of the federal government and an unlimited budget versus you. Okay, and thank you very much. Sure. And, and that's why a lot of people will why, try to cut a deal or something or work something most out. Most people do cut a deal. Because except if you're Paul Manafort, because what's he thinking? I don't know. With a ninety-five percent conviction rate, you said right? Oh, uh, they're just—I mean, I, I haven't been sitting in the trial, but what is that jury thinking when that guy has sixty million in an offshore account that he's not paid tax on? Mm-hmm. Then he says he just ships it in to pay for his ostrich jacket. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that $30,000 uh, snakeskin jacket. Yeah, that looked pretty cool. $250,000 worth of landscaping. And uh, so you're saying the jury's probably... I, I don't know. You don't. You never know what juries are going to do. But I wouldn't take the federal government to trial. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good idea. Because he could go to prison a long time. Oh, but you, you've won in federal court. Yeah, I mean, I've won and I've lost. Mm-hmm. It's hard to win in federal court, I could tell you. It's very hard. What's it like when you lose? Uh, I don't like losing. But Whether it's federal court, state court, municipal court, I don't like losing. So, <laughs> I, honest to God, I remember on the show once he said, Beatrice said, if you break the law, don't break a federal one. Right? <laughs> if you're going to commit a crime, come here. Here's what it's like getting beat in federal court it's like two guys on each side of you holding you as the U.S. attorney kicks you in the face. Mm-hmm. And just as like you're barely awake, he goes, hold his head up. I want to kick it some more. Okay. That's, that's what it feels like. I mean, they just have. 
So when you go in and it's you, like even today, and it's you and you look over at the federal side and there's 16 lawyers over no, there. No, there's just one today. Mm-hmm. He got yelled at. Mm-hmm. I didn't get yelled at today. But they get. They I can, asked permission to ask for two questions. But they, they can have as many people there as they want, right? They can. They can. They're very well trained. They're very well paid. The FBI is very well trained. They're very well paid. You know, in the FBI, they could investigate you for two years. They indict you, and then the judge expects you to go to trial in 75 days. Mm-hmm. They've been working on the case for two, two years. years. Right. right. You're like, well, can I just like catch up a little bit? You know. And what do they usually say? Well, there's, some of them are real brutal. We, some judges are like we call rocket dockets. You know it's going to be happening. Yeah. I mean, Judge Kirschbaum, he's, he's a rocket docket kind of a guy. Now, locally, yeah. Oh. I love him. Love him. He just, you know, why is this case on my thing? Well, judge, that's why we're paying you. We're paying you the money to sort of hear these cases. Mm-hmm. Do you, I go? I tell him, I said, do you get an award from the Ohio Supreme Court if you move all these cases off your docket? Do they give you like a placard or something? How's that go over with him? It doesn't. And the other <laughs> night at the dinner, he was there, and I forgot to introduce, introduce him. Uh, <laughs> Really? Oh, he's been torturing me. That's a little disrespectful, if you ask me. Thanks for reminding me, Ron. I really? Mean, I, I could, really... I'd be very angered by that myself. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I would have introduced him. I would have introduced him, too. Probably yes. first. He deserves it. He's I a judge. Right. But I didn't introduce him before I'd introduce the guest or anybody. Uh, yeah. You know, and to not do that is really... It's terrible. Uh, it's blatant disrespect. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. I say, <laughs> Jack and Camel, you're on with Beatrice and DeVecchio. Hi, guys. Hi, Jack. Hey, it shows what an incredible thing that when Trafficant won his case, you know, back in what, in the 70s, when didn't he beat the feds on his? Yeah, it's, yes. it's, a different, it's a different place now, I could tell you that. But that was something. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. represent that himself. That was amazing. It was amazing, but it's a different thing now. Yeah, it wouldn't happen now, huh? No. <laughs> no, no. But just to have the, the, the backbone, the guts to do it, yeah. you got to give him credit. got to give him credit for that, but he didn't win his second trial. If I could describe no. it, and, and let me just say this. I can tell every time Beatrice goes to federal court when he comes in to do the show, he looks like he is beat up. has been beaten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I He's, mean, you know, he, 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 he normally gotta is, give you got to give your A game. you got to... Be there ahead of time. Know your arguments. Know your case. So I was in front of the judge today. and It's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. She goes, Mr. Beatrice, the citation you gave me in your brief was incorrect. So I couldn't find the case that I was looking for. And I'm like, oh, damn it. And so after the <laughs> hearing, I went over to the U.S. attorney. And he goes, no, the citation in your brief was right. The the probation officer put the wrong citation in the PSR, which is the pre-sentence report. Oh, okay. And I'm like, you weren't going to bring that up, though. Your Honor, actually, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you bring? So it up? I saw the probation officer. I go, you got me in trouble with the judge. She goes, why? Because you transposed some numbers, and she thinks I gave her the wrong site. And so what happened? Are you going to correct that with the judge? How am I going to correct that, Ron? She, what she says goes. Well, why don't you just bring it up next time you see her? Say, I'm by not the way, bring it up. No, here's how you do it. No, no, you say, no. By the, the way, the judge, idea is never to tell a federal judge that they're wrong. You can argue with them, but they're just kind of never wrong. Here, follow, listen to what you I'm saying. You see that? You see? You hear all the pundits talking about Manafort's federal judge? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's what they're like? Oh, yeah, yeah, that okay. guy. Yeah. Okay? They're all like that. He was saying, why don't you look at me or something? I mean, he was really, oh, yeah. You're they're all seen, tough wow. like that. Yeah. But here's yeah, what he I want to He's really eccentric, though. Yeah, no, he, the, the, look, it, these are people that have lifetime jobs. <laughs> lifetime. Do you know how you get rid of a federal judge? You have to impeach them in the United States Congress and have a trial in the Senate. Other well, than that. they got to die. They have to die. That's job security. That's for job security. There's no touching a federal job. They're they're completely independent. They make a bad decision. Oh, well. Yep. Nothing you can do. Move on. Can't you say, Judge, point of order when you next time you're there? No, just no, say, no. Judge, point of order, and yeah, just say, what is point it? Point your order, right? <laughs> I just want to say that the probation officer transposed what I've said on there. I just wanted you to be aware of it and make that correction. No, no, we're not going to try it. it. No, I'm not going to try it because it's going to be my ass. I think in it'll the courtroom, work. not yours. Let me know I what think. happens. <laughs> but you got to start with point of order. You say the no, word. I don't, start Judge, point, point of, of order, order, please. You know, it's not how you approach the judge. I think it's a good approach. Point no, of order, not. Judge. Just want to make a clarif- clarification. Yeah, she's sitting higher than me for a reason. Uh, I want to make a clarification. Yeah. I'd like pro- to throw the probation officer under the bus. That <laughs> made an error on that uh, thing that you brought up last time, and I please want to duly indicate that I'd like record. You to, I'd like you to, to reflect onto the record that it wasn't my mistake. Right, if you don't mind, Judge. Yeah. And then say, uh, that's my point of order. And then she goes to the attorney. she goes, did you file a response to Mr. Beatrice's brief? And he goes, no, Your Honor, I didn't. She says, Mr. Beatrice, isn't this an 11 one cease whatever kind of plea? And I go, yes, it is, Your Honor. So why are you arguing this? I said, well, it's kind of like twofold argument. We didn't agree on the criminal history, and part of my argument goes to the criminal history. Well, I see the distinction you're making. I'm not liking it too much, but I see the distinction you're making it. I want both of you back here August 22nd. What's a good time for you on August 22nd, Mr. Beatrice? I'm like ripping through my I'm like, uh, whatever you say, Your Honor, is good. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> whatever you say is good. There you go. Court's adjourned. Okay, guys, I have one, I have one question. Yes. Um, this is about divorce, and I've called you guys several times on this. My nephew was went through a really terrible, ugly divorce with a woman who I think is crazy, and so does everybody else. But, but he married her. See, yeah, you're right, right. The court didn't see it that way. So... Now he she's broken off all relations with his daughter. I mean, none of, nobody in the family has seen her, talked to her, and that's the way the daughter seems to want it. She just turned fifteen, so she can kind of make that decision. Well, she can't. She can't. She's a minor. A, they can never make a decision. Yeah, but at fifteen, Mark, you know. Yeah, well, no, you yeah. could. The, they could express their wishes and desires. They could have what's called an in-camera interview and tell the judge how they feel about certain things. And the judge will give more credibility to the child as they get a little bit older, a little bit closer to being independent, having mobility. But a fifteen-year-old daughter, I, I, I say you got to fight. You have to file motions. You have to file. I'm sure he has companionship language in his separation agreement. If he's not getting it, you have to file a motion to show cause for contempt to try to enforce it and now, i there is a, there's a younger son who has been awesome through the whole thing he's been really brave with all the pressure he gets from his mom and he still sees his dad you know just as he should according to the court right so yesterday now she told him i don't think you're paying enough um support now he pays like over a thousand a month for two he pays a lot more than he was even ordered to because he wanted his kids to do well. So now this is going to go back. 
are the issues with this daughter and being shut off from the family, is that going to come up or is it just going to be no, a, generally a visitation and support are two separate issues? Yeah, it'll only come up if you're, you're what is it you said your nephew, if he files a yep. motion, he would have to file a motion to address the issue and ask that they be addressed uh, in the motion that's pending before the court. Ask that the court hear both of them, the issue with companionship. And the oh, you child can do support. that at the same time? You, well, if you file the, the motion in enough time and the court chooses to do it, yes, the court has the authority to hear them both. Okay, so you have to go get your attorney again and kind of get back into the process once you again. file right? a motion to show cause. You allege that she's, not fi- she's violating a court order, and if you could prove that she's intentionally violating a court order, you could recoup your court costs and attorney fees, potentially. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Okay, and then how old will this child get? Child support to 18? 18 or graduating from high school, whichever occurs later. So if you graduate from high school and you're still 17 until the following September, you're going to get support until September. Or if, if like in my case, you don't graduate high school until you're 27. Yeah, it would go on until then. Correct. Okay. Well, I won't go on that long, but. Okay. Well. So he's got to get back into the system yes, again. I really, much, right? yeah, and I feel for people that that suffer from parental alienation issues. It's it's a real oh, tragic issue in my line of work. This is the ugliest thing I've ever been. I'm How not about, let me throw this out. In. It's let the me, ugliest thing I've ever seen. Let me throw this out just for consideration. At, tell your nephew in his motion for contempt. Ask that part of his prayer for for damages or, or part of the, what he's requesting the court to order some type of uh, either mediation or counseling. See if they could go to a counselor, his daughter and he. The court will order them to undergo counseling, to go to, to counseling together to see if they could work through their issues. Yeah, you wonder if she can even be helped now. I mean, she was such a sweet little girl, and now she is a now, totally different I, I, person. You never give up on those issues. You never yeah, give up. Yeah, we haven't yet. The family hasn't yet, but, you know, you start to think about it. Yeah, I understand. Good, okay. good luck. Thanks, All right. Guys. All right, News Radio 570 WKB and Ron in Salem. You're on the air. Hello. Yeah, Mark, you're awesome. Dave, Thanks, you're awesome. I don't know about that host. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Mark is it's awesome. Dave is awesome. You guys are good people. Good people. Hey, I got a, I got a buddy. It's not me, but I got a buddy that has a 15 year old kid that he is divorced, and she had custody. The wife had custody. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They. Uh, they're letting the girl drink and smoke dope and giving it to her and blah, blah, blah. They put her, they, they let her get out on a four-wheeler, and, and she, she had wrecked the four-wheeler, and she had a uh, tracheotomy done at that point, or at, at the accident. Apparently, they had the accident, and it happened at 2 o'clock in the morning, well, the father and, needs to file a motion to, to modify custody. He needs to file a motion well, to be designated well, the residential it, parent. But, it, but, but she's fifth. Well, okay. I don't care but, how old she is. If she's subject to harm, if, if, if her current environment creates a potential for her to become physically injured or to do drugs or to drink or do things that that's not in a child's but, best interest and the mark co- i hate to, i hate to interrupt you but i'm just going to ask you this what if the girl don't want to go if she don't want to go to her father then where where does the father i mean well i you, tell you, you what got, the judge would you, do you, 
if the mother's uh, un, if the mother's unfit, okay, and that's what it sounds well, like. The mother's if you're feeding somebody drugs and alcohol. Yeah, fifteen that, years old. That's unfit. Absolutely, I agree completely. The daughter's going to have a choice. You either go into foster care or you go with your father because they got to well, get her out of that environment. And I bet this, she chooses her father. This poor girl. This poor girl's in city of Akron Children's Hospital, and she she they. They didn't even take her to the doctor. It happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. They didn't take her to the doctor until 9 o'clock. Wow. Contact Children's Services. Okay. And and they will take care of it? They they may. If it, if it rises to the level of what they deem is abuse and a parent's unfit, they may remove the child from the home. Absolutely. They have the power to do it. And, and it doesn't matter if it goes to the father or if it goes to... If ch- uh, to to uh, foster care. If children's services are involved, their first goal is to remove the child from a dangerous situation and put the child with a family member. So this that's totally. It's totally dangerous. I mean, I I work with the guy, and he told me about it, and I'm thinking like, this isn't right. Well, I I mean, first of all, I would I would definitely hire my own lawyer and file a motion to be designated the custodian of this child. I would contact children's services. I would ask the court to appoint a guardian ad litem to investigate the situation. I mean, it's it's dangerous. You need to save this girl from herself and from her mother. You would do that, Mark? Certainly. I will tell him. Absolutely. Because it's wrong. I mean, you know, they let this girl with with a punctured. She ended up when she got got to Akron Children's Hospital. She had a punctured lung, or the only thing I worry about. How would deflated lung? How how would you prove that the mother is providing the drugs and the alcohol? Well, they they were there at the time, and and they they put her in her bed and told and and did not take her to the hospital. I don't know who. I really don't know who provided the drugs, but they apparently were all involved. They knew the the accident happened, and then they turned around and let her lay in her bed till nine o'clock in the morning. Come on, yeah, you don't even treat a dog like that. I right. think I think you got to go after this. And you know what? If you have a deflated lung. Well, it's not me. I'm no, not no, 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 not, not you, but I'm going to just tell you this. Right. If, so. if, you, if you ever have a lung that deflates, right. my yeah. wife says that is one of the most painful oh, things terrible. to ever watch on how they have to fix I personally, that. Uh. I personally had pneumonia three times, and I'm telling you, All right, you Tiger. can't breathe. It's like, uh. oh, my God. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mark. Thank you.